Thanks, everyone. You can sit down. What a morning. Need a coffee. Bless the Lord. Just going to um, spend just a little bit of time this morning. We haven't got heaps left, but that's okay, because God's just done some amazing things in our lives this morning, shifting some stuff, the turning point. Who, who sensed that? Or who senses that turning point, that, that shift? Um, yeah, I just, you know, even from last week, noticed that God was really moving on, on some things. And I don't know if you remember that there was a real outpouring of hope last week. Who remembers that? We really received something amazing from that, you know, like, and even today's, I really believe, is just a continuation of that. And um, I want to talk on hope today because I like it when God gives you really obvious things to talk about. And when he's on something, like he was really on hope last week and even the, the few weeks before that, you know, and I, I, I like to jump on those opportunities just to share, um, just to really, to really, like, you know, hammer home what we have in Jesus you know and even this morning it's just we've just been celebrating Jesus because Jesus is the hope for humanity he is our hope you know and, and this word turning point that that LJ brought and that mum got I, you know I'm gonna who knows that who knows that we need to be anchored in hope the scripture we're gonna go through that scripture this morning but I know that um it's interesting because an anchor can be used to turn massive boats. Like they, they, they use, ever, ever seen that? Like they, I don't know if you've seen, um, what's that, Pirates of the Caribbean? And they drop the anchor and, and it's like, shifts the boat around real quick. I think it's that movie or there's another one that they use the battleship. What was that one, that battleship one? And they drop the anchor and they throw the, throw the boat around. It's like, oh, the anchor becomes a turning point is what I'm trying to get to. It doesn't matter how big that ship is, that anchor is so strong and so sturdy and so true that it can turn that thing. Amen? But Jesus is our anchor. Let's go, we're going to have a look at Jeremiah 29. We haven't got lots of time this morning, but we'll get through what we can. I'll jump through a few things and... We'll look at lots of scripture. I've, I've, I always, I'm just looking forward to the day where we can just read Bible at church. Just read it. You know, good morning, everyone. Read passage. See, see, see you next week. You know, like, that'd just be unreal. Okay, we're going to look at Jeremiah 29:11. You know these scriptures really well, and I know you're going to be blessed to hear this because, as I said, I just really feel like God just wants to 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 drive home some stuff for us this morning. Okay. This is super important that we get this. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster to give you a future and a hope. Someone say hope. And you know that, you know this? It's because Jesus is alive that we live in hope. That's it. Sign off. Jesus is alive. That's why we live in hope. It's because of him. Amen? It's because of him. Hope is essential for life. We need to have hope. Someone say we need to have hope. 
And Hebrews 6.19 says this in the, in the New King James Version. It says, hope is an anchor for our soul. Who needs this this morning? Well, I know we need it because God's been moving on it. Holy Spirit's been moving on it. So we need it. He knows us. Amen? Hope is an anchor for our soul, both sure and steadfast, and which enters the presence behind the veil. See, as an anchor, hope provides steadiness and certainty. Someone say steadiness and certainty. And it's because of the resurrection of Jesus, our hope is in His hands. Amen? His hope is in, our hope is in His hands. And, and the thing is, is that there is no surer place that we can be than in His hands. He's got us. Turn to the person next to you and say, He's got you. That sure, that sure place is in his presence. It's behind the veil. Amen? Come on. So this hope, what it, what, it, what it does is it means that when we face uncertain times, anyone ever faced any uncertain times before? You could probably say that right now is uncertain times. If we're looking through the lens of the world, right? It's uncertain times. But see, hope means that when we face uncertain times, or even, you know, sometimes when we feel like our dreams die. Anyone ever had that before? Where you just feel so, so discouraged for whatever reason that, that, you know, that dream that you believe God's put, in the, put on the inside of you, it, it, you just can't see it anymore. Anyone ever had that kind of experience? What hope does is that it allows us to put our trust in a Savior who is alive. He's the surest thing. He is the most certain, steadfast thing that we have. Or person that we have. It's Him. So regardless of how uncertain things are in your life, whether or not you, know, you feel like your dreams have died, just put your trust in Him. Just refocus, realign. Get your eyes on Him. Amen? Because in him is our hope. Come on. You know, you've got to have this attitude, you know, like, you know, your circumstances, and your job, your health, your family, you know, the Father's got it. Be determined. The Father's got it. Tell the person next to you, the Father's got it. The Father's got it. And there's no problem that's too big for him. Isn't that amazing? There's no problem that's too big for him. There's nothing that he can't do. Come on. Our, cer our certain and sure hope is in Christ and him alone. Amen? In, um, who knows Paul? You've heard of him. I'd hope so. Paul said this in um, 1 Corinthians 15 verse 14. said that if Christ is not risen, then all we preach is in vain. You know what that's, that speaks of? It speaks of assurance. He is the most sure thing. 
What do you say? He is the most sure thing. Come on. So God has a plan for you. You know, he even knows when birds fall out of the sky. The scripture says this. The Bible says this. He knows when birds fall out of the sky. How much more, if he cares about bird falling out of the sky, how much more does he care about you? I know this is real simple, but you need to hear it. We need to hear it. He cares about you. He cares about you. He cares about your circumstances, the things that you're going through, the feelings that you have, the inadequacies that you might feel. He cares about you. Amen? But he says this, he says, I know the plans I have for you. He doesn't forget you. I know the plans I have for you. He cares about you. He doesn't forget you. Someone need to hear that this morning. He cares about you. Father never forgets. You know, he, 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 you're always on his mind. You know, his, his plans for your life, they never change. They're always good. They're always perfect. They're always there to give you a future and a hope. Come on. Thank you, Lord. Psalm 147. Verse 11 says, The Lord's delight is in those who fear Him, those who put their hope in His unfailing love. Those that put His hope, put their hope in His unfailing love. So what do we need to do? We need to put our hope in His unfailing love. Amen? Praise God. So I'm just looking at a few things here. Jeremiah 29, 11, again, we know this. I know this is the message, the message translation. I know what I am doing. Isn't that good? I know what I am doing. Come on. Has anyone ever, ever had those times in their life where you, you, you literally say to God, what are you doing? Anyone ever had, come on, be honest. Is this family? God, what are you doing? Ever had those times? Well, he says this. I know what I'm doing. Come on. I know what I'm doing. I have it all planned out. Plans to take care of you, not abandon you. Plans to give you a future, the future you hope for. Hallelujah. Someone say Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. See, oh. hope is alive. Someone say, hope is alive. You know, there's this that story um, in in Luke 24. You know, where Jesus, where we read about the two followers of Jesus who they walk into, I think it's uh, um, Emmaus. That's where they're going to, right? And um, this was after the resurrection of Jesus. Jesus himself appeared and walked with them, right? And in verse 21 of Luke 24, um, it says, They said, we had hoped. Someone say hoped. 
that we had hoped he was the Messiah who had come to rescue Israel. This all happened three days ago. See, that word they had hoped. See, when they were walking with Jesus after the resurrection, they had hoped. Hope had gone. All right? You hear me? Hope had gone. They had lost hope. That hope that they had that, that, that this guy was the Messiah had gone. Right? Then news came, if we kept reading through it, we won't go through it all, but the news came that the tomb was empty, Jesus' body couldn't be produced, Peter and John reported that his burial clothes were neatly folded and, and there was no sign of his body. Then two women, all right? Then two women came with the incredible news in verse 22 saying, Jesus is alive. Jesus is alive. Someone say, Jesus is alive. So it's because Jesus is alive Hope is alive. Amen? See, they'd lost hope. They hoped that he was the Messiah. But just a little bit further down, tomb's empty, clothes neatly folded. A few women come along say, Jesus is alive. Hope's restored. See, because Jesus is alive, our hope is alive. Because Jesus is alive, our hope is restored. Amen? See, there's no circumstance that we can face that can change that. See, hope is alive again. The future is with us. See, the enemy, death, sorrow, lack, and sickness is defeated. This is the anchor. Someone say, This is the anchor. Jesus is alive. Come on. Say yes, say that. Jesus is alive. That's your anchor. This is the, I'm going to just want to read this. This is the lifeline for our souls that steadies us through every storm. It's him. It secures us through every crisis. Health, relationships, marriages, finances, employment, everything. Our anchor of hope is fastened to the mercy seat in the heavenly realm. Amen? Come on. Someone say this, his thoughts are good for us. They are good. Someone say they are good. You know what, see the thing about this is that even if natural circumstances don't look good, it doesn't change him doesn't change his thoughts for us remember it said said there i know what i'm doing thomas say he knows what he's doing come on (laughs) i like this bit when jesus was crucified listen to this god took a very bad day and turned it into a very good day you don't get any any simpler than that it's so profound and so powerful took a very bad day and turned it into a very good day how good is God he can turn your very bad day and turn it into a very good day Jesus is alive someone say Jesus is alive thank you Lord I know the plans. I know the plans I have for you. Say it again. 
I know the plans. Why don't you just close your eyes for a second and say, Jesus, I trust you. I trust you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. He turned a very bad day into a very good day. Hallelujah. I just want to say, you know, the enemy, I like to call him the defeated. Okay? So the enemy, the devil, Satan, I call him the defeated. He loves to rob us of our hope. He likes to destroy our hope. He likes to see, this is why we can't, we can't allow like, worldly circumstance to affect us. Because when we do, we, we were literally playing into his hand because he loves to rob us of hope. Okay? And the reason that he loves to rob us of hope is if we lose hope, then we, it is impossible for us to live in faith. It is impossible if, 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 if he robs of, it, of us of our hope, then it is impossible for us to live in faith. How? Hebrews 11. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. So without hope, we can't live in faith. So he loves going after our hope. This is why we can't we can't have all our all our hope and, 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 and all our you know put ourselves into circumstance and the things that are going on in our worlds, you know, in, in, in jobs and fight, all all those things and like because those things can change in an instant. Why? Because we live in a fallen world. The God of the world is the defeated. He loves to rob you of your hope because if he robs you of your hope, it's impossible for us to live in faith. Amen? Are you getting this? That wasn't in my notes. Romans 8 verse 28. We're going to finish in just a second. Romans 8 verse 28. You'll like this. You like this? Is this all right? This is like a rapid fire message. Romans 8 28. And this is the Passion Translation. This is, this, it says this. So we are convinced that every detail of our lives is continually woven together to fit into God's perfect plan. Every detail. So remember we said, you know, we said before that he, he, you know, he, he notices when a bird falls out of the sky? This is how much he cares for us. Every detail. Someone say Every detail of our lives is continually woven. See, it's not just a one, it's not just doesn't happen once, it's continually, it's always. He always wants to be there, he's always a part of everything that we do, every situation, every you know, circumstance we face. He's always there. Every detail of our lives is continually woven together to fit into God's perfect plan of bringing good into our lives of bringing good into our lives. For we are his lovers who have been called to fulfill his designed purpose. Amen? His designed purpose. 
He's a good God. And see, here's the thing that I know about, know that, you know, He cares so much about us, but He's so big that, you know, that, 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 that He, everything that He does in our lives is not only something that, that He does for us to affect, but it's also kingdom. It's also, He's always also got other people in mind. He's also got you know, your friends and your family and the people that you work with. He's always, got them in mind as well, you know. And like I said, if the, if the defeated can take your hope, then that's going to affect people around you as well. Because we have a responsibility, people, church. We have a responsibility as believers to be carriers of hope to the world. So this isn't just about us. This is about... Everyone. This is about the world. We have a responsibility as believers to be carriers of hope. Amen? We need to be a carrier of hope. Matthew 5, finishing up, says this. You are the light of the world. Someone say, I'm the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but the lamp stand. And it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see the good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Do you know what your light is? It's the hope that you carry. Because that hope is the resurrection of Jesus. That's where it comes from. It's because He is alive that we have hope. It's because Jesus is alive our hope is alive. So we need to carry hope everywhere we go. It says, you are the light of the world. When you say that, I am the light of the world. You know what that is? That's destiny. That's calling. The word you there, the word you are the light of the world, what, what is that? What does that create in that scripture? It creates personal responsibility. Our responsibility, our responsibility to carry the hope of Jesus into the world. So don't let, the, don't let the defeated rob your hope. Don't let the defeated rob your hope. Amen. Come on. You know, light reveals things. Amen. Being a light to the world means that it is, is the responsibility of everyone. Are you part of that? Are we part of that? It's our responsibility to unveil hope in the process and unveil the hope that we, we possess. We carry hope. Someone say, I carry hope. Bless the Lord. We'll stop there.